Greetings, vloggers, vloggers, followers, and potters. Dustin here from Dustin's Dynasty with another edition of this week's vlog. I want to welcome everyone. It's been a fun week, mostly good, but we're here and it's Friday. And of course, that comes with another edition of the vlog. Um, we're getting near the end of Intellectual Developmental Disability Awareness Month, and we're heading right into Autism Acceptance Awareness Month. And uh, so I feel that, you know, today in this vlog, because sometimes I just need to speak what's on my mind or when the story or when an experience and how I see things maybe out on social media a little bit or out in, you know, the general world, what my view is on that or what, what I feel and how I feel specifically the neurodivergent community may feel about it and what they may be experiencing. And I'm going to preface this by saying it is just my experience. Um, you know, some people can do a better. Some people can do, some people have more challenges and may not ever, may not have as many experiences as I do. And the experiences that I have um, were just some that were very unique in the nature and also to keep in mind that I was diagnosed nearly 25 years ago. So um, what a lot of my experiences as a youth, as a teenager, as an adolescent, and as a young adult are much different than what they are today. Keep that in mind when we talk about new topics that have been, they have also been at the forefront or not even, may not even been birthed at the time that I was in school or in, in a setting. And as such, um, they may not have come out or they may have been procured in a different kind of way. So today, with that being said, I want to thank you for taking attention for that for a second. But with that being said, I want to talk about today is community and inclusion. So community and inclusion has been a longstanding topic. Um, Personally, from my educational career, I was, it was inclusion was a very um, nonchalant topic. Uh, it did not inclusion in a general classroom and commingling did not occur until after I was gone. Oftentimes, we were we were separated from the general population, except in things that were very um, perplexed, very challenging and very um, not accepting of a world that was not made for us. Um, oftentimes when I was in school, I was the one who was pushed to the back or I would hide in the back just because I needed a cocoon of safety and to hide from you know the, 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 the things that made my, my life so unpleasant. Um, you know, more so what I wanna talk about is into the way of, of inclusion and I know to some that's a term that you know we 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 use very widely, but in my honest opinion, not everybody can be or should be included. Um, it's not to select anybody out. It's not to shun anybody out. And in fact, I have been shunned many times over the years, and sometimes I was allowed to be in certain things, but I was often always given the cold shoulder or a discerning way about going about it. Uh, many times my, my parents, they were very advocate and they made sure that I got things, that they, they tried their best to get things for me to be included or have things in the scale or scope that I needed them to be. Um, 
many times, you know, I was told that this is the way everybody does it, or you can do the alternative activity, or you have to just do it. And sometimes that worked, sometimes it didn't, sometimes it backfired, sometimes it was a very unpleasant situation. Um, one specific instance when I think about being included um, was when I was in junior high. And mind you, this was a time that junior high was separated, there was two separate junior highs in my district. Um, I was in the smaller one, and as such, I was one of the inaugural classes that the, my feeder school was the first to be fed into the smaller junior high to try to balance out the load between the two. And needless to say, some years later, that the schools would, would be merged anyway due to low enrollment in the district. But in reality, um, the year, the first year I was there, um, every year the students would go on a the class the class level that I was on at the time but the the eighth grade class would go to a trip to the local college to a career fair where you get like little little promo items and you get to see what different careers there were that you could look for in the future um I was in a at the time very through through my those years I was in a very small classroom, not a self-contained classroom, but more an emotional support classroom for children with emotional disturbances. Um, we were we were not allowed to go on that trip the first that those students out of that classroom were not allowed to go on that trip the first year. Um, through advocacy and effort, because the teacher, God rest her soul, thought it was not fair, fought for it the year that I was that was my turn to go. Um, one memory that always sticks to mind, and I didn't want to go, and I made that very clear to the teacher that I did not want to go. I, I knew it would be a, a bullying harassment. There were no, uh, she was not there to comfort me or console me or get what I get, have my accommodations met. It was all regular ed teachers. It was all, you know, administrators, you know, people that just would not know how to, to, to properly regulate me or properly, you know, meet my needs. And as such, I really didn't want to go. And, you know, I was forced to go. I was forced to go because she did this. She made this happen. And I would look bad if I sat back. Even though my schedule did not dictate for me to be intermingled in any way with them. It was not necessary for me to be intermingled with these students. But somehow, because this teacher had fought long and hard for us to go, she made one make sure I was on that bus to go. And granted, I did not ride a bus to school. I rode a small van, but that day we took the big bus. And as a big bus, we're talking 18 rows of seating, uh, 72 to 96 students in the bus can capacitate. We had about 100 uh, eighth graders in our small school. And to give and take the absences of the day, the bus was pretty full. Uh, when I went to load the bus, no one would let me sit with me. It was like, and then not to compare it too much to hold a light to a candle, but it was pretty much like, you know, it, it felt so dis discriminated and so horrible and so bullied at the time. And I was not allowed to sit anywhere. I had to sit next to boxes and the teacher had to sit, a, a scoot into a next seat. Um, that's how bad it was. And I felt so... I felt so miserable and so bullied and I just hated going and I just wasn't, wasn't happy at all being there. And it was just such a miserable experience. We're talking a college gym that is no more because they built a bigger one, but it, it just, the acoustics, the sound, 
the intermingle and as such intermingle from the other junior high across the town it was just so so not right and it was one of many things that started the catalyst going that year to make sure that I I did not go to that, that I left the school for good uh, before the school and let off for the year and was put in, in a series of inpatient hospitalizations uh, in the course of um, that year. I was already spent one hospitalization near the end and then I was automatically not allowed to return to school. But that was back then and things have changed. But since I left school and granted when I left school, when I when I went back, I, I had left the district for a year, and um, at the emotional support level, they did not have that in the uh, district I was being served by a residential school. So I was referred to special to learning support, and then I excelled very well in there. And when I came back to my home district, I was allowed to finish my school career in learning support. And quite frankly, I did I had to, I had minimal issues and did quite well, thankful to the residential treatment thankful to the um, learning of services and the adherence of services and making the inclusion. But it's it's all about, you know, this inclusion piece that really tears at me a bit. Because when we say, when there was such a push, 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 push to be included, but sometimes it's just in a world that's not made for us as autistic people or whatever challenge we may be facing, um, you know, that, that, we're telling this is this was an example of saying I didn't want to do it, and you know there's a difference between not wanting to do something and knowing you can't do something. I think that's the thing. You know, if I'm telling you that I don't want to do something, it's because I don't want to do it. It's not because I don't like intermingling. I it took me lots of years and lots of social skills to learn that. Uh, given after uh, my my public school uh, time. I went to a trade school and it was operated by our state's office of vocational rehab. And I, I did okay. And you know, it, it was a struggle. Some it wasn't a struggle. Um, but it was I didn't I didn't intermingle as much as I should have. I did some intermingling and then I backed off for a good bit because I was having some behaviors at home. Uh, we rectified those, but anyway. You know, I felt more of a community in that sense. And that's where we refer to the community. It was like 12, 12, I think 12 acres under roof, barrier free. So because it accommodated students of all disabilities from all walks of life, uh, not just autism, although they, I've seen in later years since I've graduated that they deal with, with uh, autism, autistic students. And, you know, just people in wheelchairs, um, blind, physically impaired, hearing impaired, every disability you can think of um pretty much a post-secondary education that is balanced and funded by the state office of vocational rehabilitation and you know it worked for me and i got good scores there and i graduated with honors so you know it did something right it gave me a sense of community there i learned to ride public transit use the train to come home uh shop in the community when i wanted to and become more of an independent person. Over the years, I lived with my parents when I came back and you know, I did go to the day program again because I was just bored out of my mind. I did not have purpose, I didn't know how meaning at home. I was eating my parents' bed literally out of a house and home and I don't know how they survived all those years until I got back out and it was independent, you know, within the last few years and you know, finally I'm on the right track, but you know, 
we have to say, you know, we talk about inclusion and I get the whole point of mixing people who are, who have challenges and people who don't have challenges. I get it. You want people to experience both walks of life. And, you know, we talk on the table term, but every time, you know, it's, it's like we, it's hard to be a part of community. And when we push this, it's conclusion, it's sometimes hard to be part of the community and inclusion to be included because many things that we want to have be able to be included like a zoom link or video connectivity that we have now thanks to you know mostly to advancements in code with the pandemic but you know you know those are not able to us we're we're expected as you know as we're able it's, it's ableism and it's just we're expected to do things just as we are some things i can do and some things i can't granted i don't have a i don't have a car i have a driver's license but i am somewhat terrified to drive at this point so a lot of things have to be done virtually or another way or i have to have somebody take me to those things and you know it's and it's just because i don't have a disability that is visible and, you know, it doesn't mean I don't want to be included. And what I don't also means I don't want to be included. I want to pick and choose what I want to be included in. I want to participate in things just as much as any other city resident. Um, I want to be able to do things. But when you do things like if you want to give your voice or your concern as a resident, or you want to do things that other residents can do, but you lack the th simple things as like transportation, adequate transportation, safe transportation, your own able trans transportation, and you're not giving them, you're shunned out of that. It's still not inclusion. It's still not a part of what, what the real meaning is. We want to be part of your community. And sometimes people, you know, whether from all walks of life, whether being uh, from the autism community or any disability community are not still are still ableized and not given the opportunities that you know we that that many uh, neurotypicals take for granted, and it's it's challenging and it hurts sometimes. But we want to be part of the community and we want to be included in our own very special way. We need we need things that we need our accommodations. We need reasonable accommodations. Should include transportation. It should include. You know, we're in the technology age. It should include a virtual link or at least a phone link to something. You know, sometimes we we just need that. You know, we want to be included. We don't want to be shunned out just because we have challenges or difficulties. Um, you know, just you know, it's you know, it's 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 challenging. It really is, in a sense, very challenging to to understand the effect that it puts on you. Um, granted, you know, community, we talk about inclusion, but not everybody can be or is able to mask autistically. They're not able to, you know, to, to do the things in the way that, that we're forced to do or, 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 you know, that it's just not made. Sometimes the world's just not made for us as autistic people. And that's a challenge. And we don't, we were being forced. Being forced to be included, it just does not work. It does not work and does not make, you know, things pleasant for us. And it, it puts us back into, into meltdown, regression, and pushes us back even further. Um, you know, being a part of the community 
you know, we want to live in a community such as I do. And I love my community. I would not live anywhere else. This is a safe community. It's a small city of about 7,000. And, you know, I love my community. It's a beautiful community. It's very progressive. The, the, the town is rebuilding itself after a, a massive uh, decline. But, you know, it takes time. It takes knowledge. Um, you know, I'm very fortunate to be where I'm at in my community. I sometimes was was discouraged for the last few years, and now I'm just finally being happy with it. And I like to participate in my community just as much as anybody else. But I need I need some balance to live equally on the ground, and be able to do the things that you, the my neighbors or anybody else like to do. You know, um, I was able to uh, participate to 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 get a bin for recycling last uh, week. And, uh, you know, at our, and, and, you know, I had to advocate, I, I sort of advocated, or I believe I paved the way for that to happen in, in our public housing complex, because, you know, I wasn't sure if that was going to be allowed, and I needed to clear that, needed to make sure, and thankfully it was, and I'm very proud of myself for that. Um, it opened some doors, but hopefully we, we're starting to make progress, you know, in making sure that everybody is treated fair. You know, just because of their, everybody is treated fair and not discriminated based not only on their address, but on, not only because of their challenges, but because, you know, they are human and, you know, they, they just, everybody deserves to be equally treated. I've always said that a hundred percent. And when you make the, make the, make the, the level, the bar, when you set the bar coming at the same level with community and inclusion and want to everybody force inclusion and you make community sort of challenging for people with challenges. Um, it just doesn't set right. And, you know, I think we have to do better. Um, you know, I'm proud of the community I live in. I love take, doing things. I love, you know, I like, I love being a part of my community. My mom helps me a great deal do that. And I'm forever thankful. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we have challenges, um, even things that are offered to us sometimes pose challenges with our anxiety or our fear. And sometimes, you know, just being, you know, in, in our communities alone, um, doing the things that we want to do to be successful um, is good enough sometimes. Sometimes you don't have to do things that may seem challenging, hard or rough. Sometimes you just need to be you and do the best that you can. So with that being said, I want to thank you for listening today. Be sure to like this video if you haven't already. And if you haven't already, please uh, subscribe to my channel. Uh, tap that notification bell if you want to hear more. Be sure to follow me on uh, pen, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest at Dustin's Dynasty. I'm on the web at DustinsDynastyUSA.com. Again, I want to thank you for, for watching this uh, vlog. I hope to see you next week. I hope you all have a good week. Uh, stay safe out there, take care of yourselves, and bye for now.